We're ready, chat. Uh, welcome, councillors, as well as all these people uh, listening to the broadcast to this virtual Uttlesford District Council meeting. This extraordinary meeting has been called to consider the part of a new council asset. For the benefit of the smooth running of the meeting, I will start by running through a few rules of the procedure. Virtual meetings are a new experience for us, but public meetings such as this are business as usual. So it is important that we continue to conduct ourselves in an orderly and professional manner. Regulations governing virtual meetings state that you must be able to hear and be heard. Therefore, for the benefit of those listening in, in a moment, I will ask the Democratic Services Officer to take a register so that anyone listening in will know who is present. Please keep yourself on mute at all times when not speaking. This prevents undue distraction from background noise. The mute button can be found at the bottom left-hand corner, normally at the bottom left-hand corner of your screen. With the exception of the Vice Chair and the Chief Executive, please do not speak unless I ask you to do so. To indicate that you wish to speak, please click on the Participants tab at the bottom of the screen so that a white column appears down the right-hand side of the screen. At the bottom of this column, should be a raise hand button. When you click it, a blue hand will appear by your name. That will indicate to myself and the vice chair that you are waiting to speak. When you're finished speaking, please then click the lower hand button so that others may have their turn. Interruptions to raise point of order will be permitted. However, if your point of order is not valid, you will be asked to raise your hand like others wishing to speak. Please only use the chat function at the bottom of the screen to give your apologies for leaving the meeting partway through or to note that you have returned. This will make it easier for myself and officers to note your absence or return. We will then announce that you have left or returned the meeting for the benefit of the audio record. Please do not use the chat fun function for any other purpose. I now hand over to Democratic Services for a register of those present. Ben. Thank you, Chair. Um, good evening, councillors. Please indicate if you're present when I call your name. Uh, Councillor Armstrong has sent his apologies uh, and is likely to be late. Councillor Asker. Present. Councillor Bagnall. Present. Councillor Barker. Present. Councillor Caton. Present. Councillor Coote. Present. Councillor Crisioni. Present. Councillor Day. Present. Councillor De Vries. Present. Councillor Dean. Present. Councillor Driscoll. Present. Councillor Eek. Present. Councillor Evans. Present. Councillor Fairhurst. Present. Councillor Foley. Present. Councillor Freeman. Present. Councillor Gregory. Present. Councillor Hargreaves. Present. Councillor Isham. Present. Councillor Jones. Present. Councillor Khan. Present. Councillor Lavelle. Present. 
Councillor LeCount. You are here, Councillor LeCount. Present, present, I do apologise. Thank you. Councillor Lees. Present. Councillor Lemon. Present. Councillor Light. Yes, you're here. Councillor Lodge. Present. Councillor Lachlan. Present. Councillor Luck. Present. Councillor Merrifield. Present. Councillor Oliver. Is here. Yes, here. Councillor Oliver, can you unmute? No, because... <laughs> I've unmuted you, Councillor Oliver. I can hear you. You're there. Thank you. Councillor Pavitt. Present. Councillor Pepper. Present. Councillor Reeve. Present. Councillor Sell. Present. Councillor Sutton has given her apologies. Uh, Councillor Taylor. Present. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Um, later, when we're going to part two, the business on the agenda tonight requires a decision. Votes will be taken by way of a roll call other than affirmation of the meeting where there is no dissent. When a vote is taken, I will state whether it's unanimous or if close, the numbers and against. That's when later when we're going to part two. Um, first of all, we have one public speak speaker, uh, Lorraine Flon. Lorraine, are you there? The floor is yours. Lorraine Flon. Hello, thank you very much for the opportunity to, to speak and also to ask a question. Um, I've spent the great part of my career involved in regulation in a number of forms, including government contracts, supporting local councils, providing advice to authorities from the EU and UK ministries, right down to some of the smallest and most remote communities in the British Isles. So it's going to be no surprise that most of my friends or a lot of my friends are also involved in running and supporting local authorities and councils. I'm therefore hugely aware over the last few months of the extraordinary challenges that have and will continue to be faced by all of our local authorities, yourselves included, and communities as we fight our way back from the position left by the unprecedented challenges that have been caused by higher expenditure in many places and lower income in almost all areas and a gap in central government funding as a result of the pandemic. And I know everyone's trying their hardest to kind of manage all of that um, total um, kind of unpredictable situation. And I think it's vital that we begin this process um, from a position of confidence, transparency and trust in the starting position. So I'd therefore like to understand why the annual accounts for the last year, which was unaffected by the pandemic and should easily be able to provide precisely the level of certainty that we really need to have before we you know, start back the big climb back, have yet to be signed off by the auditors. I understand that there's been a delay in the process and, and that's you know absolutely acceptable. Um, and it's an, an acknowledgement of the earlier lockdown and that the final date has been extended, I think, from July, perhaps to November. But I don't see why there's a need to go to the wire on this. And especially as now we're you know, back in another lockdown. So you really wouldn't want to see yet further delay. Um, so can the chief executive please explain why the accounts have yet to be signed off, especially as we understand there's not actually a problem with the financial figures. 
It's vital to good governance and for the peace of mind of all of our local population who are totally dependent upon the council to run our service efficiently and with due care that we're able to trust the system which is otherwise largely opaque to us. In the current climate, it's very worrying that the auditor is apparently unwilling to sign off on the accounts and it would be really helpful to know what the stumbling block is. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Leader, I think you wanted to say something, is that right? Um, yes, yes, indeed, I will. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Chair. And thank you for uh, for uh, coming along this evening to uh, to join the meeting and express our concerns. As, um, as she has said, she understands that there are... Uh, no issues with the um, with the accounts themselves from last year, and I can confirm that. Um, and I can also say that um, the the future, which will be important for looking after the uh, the after effects of the pandemic and the recovery, is also looking very promising. Um, members will be aware that whilst the um, the balance sheet that we inherited, the current balance sheet, was in good condition with good reserves there was however a significant problem looking out to years three and four of our administration where the deficit um, largely caused by the withdrawal of central funding i'm not uh, criticizing the previous administration for that was showing a deficit of around about three and a half million in that um, year four i'm pleased to say that we have uh, completed on a significant number of um, investments, which um, not all of them are completed, but we will have invested somewhere of the order of £300 million, which will bring in the income to compensate for the gap that we had caused by the uh, withdrawal of significant central funding and the accounts look fair. And as I said, we will be able to uh, hopefully address the issues caused by the pandemic. Um, however, the accounts um, are being withheld by the auditor at the moment, not for any financial issue whatsoever, but it is uh, as a result of a regulatory issue. This regulatory issue is confidential, and so nothing further can be said about at the moment about the nature of that issue. And we are working with the auditor to try and resolve that by the uh, by the end of this month. Uh, thank you, Chair. Thank you. Uh, I don't think the chief executive is here. Although, is that right? Go on. So yes. I am here, I don't know if you want to add, Chair, and uh, uh, if I may, uh, if I can share uh, with Ms. Florn and all members the statement uh, from Mr. Eagles, who is our external auditor. So if that would be helpful, Chair, I can read that out. I think it would, thanks. Thank you. Yes, yep. okay. So um, BDO, which is uh, our external auditor for whom Mr. Eagles works, so BDO have received information that has relevance to their consider consideration of the annual governance statement and the council's arrangements for use of resources, and this is being investigated. Until this has concluded, BDO are unable to issue their opinion on the statement of accounts because the opinion includes the annual governance statement. People often think it's the 
it's the financial number side, but of course it, 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 the statement of accounts is a bundle of information, including the annual governance statement. Um, so uh, until this has concluded, BDO are unable to issue their opinion on the statement of accounts, including the annual governance statement, or conclusion on the council's arrangements for use of resources. Thank you. Um, thank you, Chief Executive. Um, thank you, Lorraine. Does, does that uh, specifically answer your question? Um, it does, insofar as, you know, it's a regulatory technicality and it's confidential. Um, yeah. Obviously, in, it's confidential. There's no point in asking what the confidential information is. Um, I think it needs to be signed off by the 30th of November. Is there any um, any reason to suppose that that won't be able to happen? I'll ask the Chief Executive to answer that. So, thank you, Chair. I'm just, I'm just going to turn up my settings because the my volume there we go so hopefully that's better so um we we will of course make every effort to conclude the matter by the 30th of november but of course uh, that also includes uh bdo uh, having to do their work so whether that's possible um of course uh, everything has been made available to the auditor uh, in good time but we understand uh his need to uh, pursue this information uh, that he has. So, um, and whilst, um, you know, we of course make every effort to conclude the uh, matters by the 30th of November, uh, unfortunately, many local authorities are not going to make that date this year. And indeed, many uh, authorities have outstanding state, uh, uh, audit um, completions from last year and indeed earlier years. So that doesn't make it right. And we we have done everything possible to get it before, and indeed BDO. I don't want uh, I don't want it to be thought that it's in their hands. But uh, I'm sure members will be aware that information comes to light quite late in the process, and as a timing issue, the 30th of November just isn't just may not be possible. But of course, we'll continue to do everything we can to achieve that deadline. Thank you, um, Lorraine Flon. Um, sorry, my. Um... Printer is making a noise behind me. I hope it's not spoiling anything. Now, I, I thank you very much for that, Ms. Um, French. I, I I can't think that there's there's anything further that you can say. Um, presumably, it will be made public when the re the accounts are actually, in fact, resolved and signed off. Will it? Yeah, so that will be a question of, of um, how the matter is concluded. Clearly, if the auditor finds finds that it doesn't affect uh, his judgment on our annual governance statement or our um, use of resources, then the, the matter is closed and, and uh, that will be the end of it. They will be signed off. Clearly, if the auditor thinks that there is the matter there and that continues to uh, have issues or if there, there are indeed recommendations that he makes, then, of course, you know, uh, that will uh, that will provide advice on how we may uh, improve things in the future. Uh, I don't think it will go to the heart of what the matter is um, uh, and, unless that that needs to be unless that is critical to the nature of the uh, uh, opinion that the auditor gives. OK, thank you. Um, and if there's anything else, you can continue to communicate in writing, uh, Lorraine. Uh, okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, I'm now going to ask uh, Ben if we can uh, prepare to get ready to go into part two.
and uh, if you can just let me know. Oh, I have to uh, just uh, ask for a proposer to go into part two. Have a proposal, please. Sorry, Chair. We just we need to do apologies and declarations for interest first, please. I'm so sorry. I thought we had. Uh, we've got um, Councillor Armstrong, which which I had written down. Is there any more apologies? We've had Councillor Sutton. Councillor Sutton has given our apologies, and Councillor Armstrong has now made it to the meeting. Right. Sorry. So to the there. Yeah. Thanks. So um, I'm just, um, I've lost my screen. So item two proposes that the public and press be excluded from the meeting so that the purchase of a new council asset can be discussed. The reason for this is that we are discussing information relating to financial and business affairs of the council. So I need to find, I think uh, uh, Councillor Lee's uh, proposed. Do I have a seconder? I can't see everybody on screen. Uh, Councillor Gregory, did I see you put your hand up? No. Yes. Uh, seconded by Councillor Gregory. Thank you. Um, oh, sorry. I saw you there too late. Fine. Um, I now invite Councillor Reeve to present the